A pen has no spin, only aim. Jennifer Bush Harris. As we discussed on last week's episode, we talked about the two tiers of support and what quantifies or qualifies people for each tier. So this week, we're going to delve a little further into that. And this, my dear ones, my dear oracles, my linguistic acrobats, my verbal high flyers, is going to be something that I really want you to pay attention to. Once you begin to acknowledge the fact that writing is what you want to do, there will be those who believe that they're doing a great thing by directing your pen. Now, what do I mean by when I say directing your pen? When they, when these people who come under the guise of support, they often come with genuine interest. They come believing that they are really helping, that they will help, and that you will take all their criticisms, uh, good or bad, hopefully constructive, into account as you begin your writing journey. The thing is, when it comes to the matter of niche, that, dear ones, is an intimate decision between you and your creativity. That can't be directed. You need to be mindful of people who keep pushing you back toward a, a specific genre, genre or niche for, the, for purposes of this conversation that you don't necessarily feel comfortable with. Now, before we segue into the rest of this, this week's empowerment, I want you to take stock of your own creativity real quick. I'm going to ask you three questions. And again, you can write these questions out. You can pose them to yourself out loud or just meditate on them. What I want you to consider is what is your niche? Aside from other people clamoring for your expertise in a, in a for a particular story, what I want you to consider is what makes you happy to write. What do you write most of and what are you most comfortable writing? These three questions can only be answered by you. These things cannot be answered by other people. If other people are answering them for you, this is how you know your pen is being directed. As the opening quote for this particular show states, quite simply, if I do say so myself, that a pen has no spin, only aim, which means that there needs to be someone controlling that. There needs to be someone at the helm of creativity or the creativity that is going to power that pen. So you, dear one, need to be able to answer those three questions definitely for yourself. And again, I completely agree that picking a niche, picking a genre that you particularly like is hard. Now, is that to say that only you, as a writer, you are only going to write one genre for your entire career or hobby? No, not at all. You may start off writing, let's just say, romance and go into spec fic. I've seen it happen. You may start off doing prose and poetry and go into nonfiction. It happens. Um, one of the things that I, that I find so amazing about writing is the fact that it is this wide swath, this wide breadth by which you can just pick. You can pick and choose and put back things you don't necessarily need for it. 
Now, as I've spoken so many times on this particular program about, you know, Stephen King, we, I know that he writes horror, but he also has delved into, uh, <clears throat> he's also delved into um, nonfiction as well, especially after uh, the Red Sox won their first World Series in like almost 90 years. He was a part of um, that, cele- that celebration, the book that was written about that win. So it is completely possible, possible and plausible that you as a writer may start off writing one genre and then find another that you like and also go back and forth between the two. There's no, there is no rule saying that you can't do that. The one thing that I want you to be mindful of is when, again, these two tiers of support, remember, go back to that particular show and look at your two tiers of support. When people are beginning to try and control your pen or, di- or dictate your pen, they will often do it under the guise of, I think this is your niche, or I think you need to write more of this. Now, in disseminating that, if their support phrased in this question does not give you any peace, then it's not right for you. Now, if it does give you peace, that criticism may be constructive and you should take into account. Here is how you know when it's destructive. When someone tells you, I think this is your niche, and you tell them no, and they kind of freak out on you or, or pull away from you, that was manipulative. They just, they just prefer you in this particular box because that's what they're comfortable with. Now, being a writer, you have to understand that there will be, there will, there will be incidences by which you won't be comfortable, but those, should, but those, are, really just, those are really just created beyond and for you know, your own anxiety. So those things you have to confront on other levels. And one of the things by which I tell all my clients and all uh, my other writer friends, as far as it relates to writer's block, the question that I ask is, what are you scared to say? And once you can figure out what you're scared to say, then you can, be, then you can begin to dismantle and kick over uh, the tower that is writer's block. But if people say to you in love, I think this is your niche and you feel a sense of accomplishment, a sense of peace about that, and you agree, awesome. That means that this may be something that you need to pursue. Again, going back to uh, Stephen King and his wife, Tabitha, uh, we wouldn't even have you know, the juggernaut that is Stephen King if it wasn't for his wife, Tabitha. It was Tabitha that rescued um, his first novel, Carrie, from from the trash and told him to read it and told him to finish it because she thought he had something there. That kind of support you always will need. You will always need, need those, again, tier one people who support you no matter what genre that you're going to write, no matter what the story is. They support you, not just the talent. So again, you're always gonna need your tier two, tier one people. The tier two people are, are always gonna be those by which pose their support under the guise of manipulation. And it's very, very subtle, so you're going to have to pay attention to that. You are going to have to be mindful of those who truly support the talent or the author and the talent. Be mindful, dear ones, because again, in in this particular um, atmosphere that we are in now, everyone wants to take from everybody else. So you have to be able to to understand the people who are going to support you may not be totally supporting you. 
And it is okay. It is okay. I must say it for the people in the back. It is okay to ask questions of the people who support you. It is okay to ask them why they support you. It is okay. They shouldn't be totally taken aback by you asking them a question. And if they are, you should give them a side eye as appropriate. But the one thing that I want you to remember is that finding a niche is not, it's a process. It's not always done in a vacuum. And in order for you to feel comfortable with your niche, you must feel comfortable with your niche, if that makes any sense. Which, let me say it this way. If you are a speculative fiction writer, and let's just say you, you were fooling around with a particular draft or flash fiction, and it was, you know, romance. Let's just say one of your best friends tells you, hey, I think this is your niche. And you tell her or him that, hey, you're not just kicking around something. I don't even know if I like doing that. I just did that because I, I had a whim. And then they kind of push the issue like, no, no, this is really good. You should try. You should, you should do more of this. And you insist like, hey, I'm not, go I'm not going to do that. Now, I must put a pin here. Now, that's not to say that you won't ever get back to it, but at this particular moment in time, you have no particular interest in going back to it. Now, if they kind of have a conniption behind that, you already know what tier to put them in. And the one thing I need to also add as far as tier one and tier two support, sometimes those people can switch. It's not fixed. People who could be tier one can become tier two, and people who are tier two support can become tier one. The great thing is that you have the power to designate as you see fit, but you must pay attention to the people who are supporting you and who don't support you and why they do either. And again, comfort as it relates to finding your niche is completely subjective. So you have to keep that in mind as well. But again, you have to remember that your pen is yours. That's the one thing I tell each and every one of you who listen to this particular space, that your pen is yours. You have every right to say what you want to say. You have every right and every freedom to say it. The people who don't necessarily support that, those are the ones by which you need to look twice at, especially as it relates to designating who is support and who is a deterrent. However, with that subjective knowledge, you must be confident in what you are writing. This particular, this particular um, source of support or meditation is completely on you, if nothing else. There are those, again, in this scenario that I gave, who in all earnest may be genuine about their support for you, but their motives may be a little misconstrued or a little loaded because they, they have one particular interest in one particular genre and seeing that you as the writer write the genre that they like, they may see it as a way by which to get more, <laughs> to get more content from you under the guise of that support. Now, I know on some level that sounds kind of like undercover fandom and it, may and it may just be, but at the same time, you have to be mindful of what you allow people to partake of your work and what you don't allow them to partake of your work. Whereas someone could be a complete fan of you while, while uh, writing one particular niche, writing in uh, one particular niche or genre, they may not give you the support for writing something else. Now, and again, that's okay. That happens in author markets all the time. There are people who, um, by which 
Love Ann Rice's vampire stories, but couldn't get with her uh, her story about Christ the Lord out of Egypt. So there are people by which will have their own preferences as it relates as it relates to you writing, and that's okay. The problem is when people withdraw their support completely and say that you should not write a particular genre. That is them directing your pen. That is them trying to assert their own control over your talent. That is what you cannot abide by. And in using um, Anne Rice as an example, she also wrote a story um, coming, and it was not, it was actually nonfiction uh, called Coming Out of Darkness, where she actually talked about her, um, her, her very Catholic upbringing, her uh, choice to leave the church and being an atheist for like 30 something years. And it, it is in that particular, you know, three decades where she wrote um, the vampire, the vampire chronicles, and then she talks about how she came back to faith. And there are people again, there are people who have, you know, walked away from her because of what she decided to write. Now, again, putting my pen, staking my claim here, you have to understand that this talent is yours. No one can dictate to you what you should write about. If it is something you are passionate about, something that you want to do, something you want to explore, you as you as the vessel, you as the author, you as the writer have every right and every freedom to write about it. You have every right and every freedom to write about it. Do not be dissuaded by people who cannot accept the fact that your talent is multidimensional. And that's really what we need to embrace more as a writing community. That there are those who cross genres, blend genres, there are people who step out of their comfort zone because they believe there's a story there and have decided to chase it. And know this, no writer is good at every genre or length of work. We all have preferences and comfort zones. There is a difference, there's a difference between being comfortable as a writer and being shoved into a place which may or may not fit. So I want you to take into account the three questions I asked. I want you to really meditate on them. I want you to really be honest with yourself and say, hey, what am I good at? What do I gravitate towards? What kind of stories do I want to write? And again, there may be people in your, in your support circle by which may think that you are best fit to a genre that you don't even like, that you, that you have never liked or have no interest in pursuing at this particular point in time. The one thing that you need to understand is that as a writer, you have the power to say no. You have the power to say no to ideas. You have the, you have the right to say uh, no to inaccurate or, in, or ineffective support. You have every right to say no. You have every right to say, even, even to editors and publishers, say, hey, you know, this is a work I believe in. Now, as we get into you know, the rank and file of publishing, depending on the house, or uh, publishing something that you you particularly choose to go with, they may tell you, hey, this particular book sold, you need to write more of this. But you need to be able in your own, in, your, in the comfort of your own skin, the comfort of your own talent to say, this is the genre this, this, that I like. This is my, this is my personal niche. Um, when Laurel K, ha not Laurel K. Hamilton, uh, yeah, it is Laurel K. Hamilton, started writing um, her stories 
um, about, you know, Anita Blake. There was nothing like it in, um, in the writing community at the time. No one knew what to do with her. You have to understand that sometimes in finding your niche, you create a whole other, you may create a whole other space for other people to come into. So don't fear that. Don't fear that. The one thing that I believe stymies writers, other than our own self-doubt and anxiety, is, the, is seeking the approval of other people. Seeking the approval of those who just, who believe that by virtue of knowing us, they have the right to speak into our own personal dreams and hopes, especially those of us who are, whom are artists. And again, as, I, as, you, as you all have heard me say countless times in this particular space, in, in this particular space, that, that writing is both art and craft. You work at this thing. You rework it. There, there may be points by which you think you just cannot cope and just cannot deal, but you have to keep going. Audre Lorde herself says, said that, you know, there, there will be times where writers don't write. And it, and it is heartbreaking because writing is like breathing. But at the same time, dear ones, the one thing I want to remind you is you have everything within you to be successful. You just need to believe that you can be successful. Even if that success means, uh, and again, writing success, writing success is different for other people. But success may just be writing that first poem. Success may be publishing that first group of that first group of short stories. Success may be completing that first draft that, that no one believed that you would, that you would complete, but you knew you would complete it. Success might be, you know, being on the New York Times bestseller list. But success as a writer is as diverse as there are writers. Not everybody wants to necessarily be on the New York Times bestseller list. Some people just want to be able to write as a source of comfort and therapy or their own personal solace or to keep family history or to change family history in some cases as a, you know, and the person who's really good at that is Amy Tan. But the one thing that I want to leave you all with is remember no one has the authority to dictate to you what you should write about, especially if you have an idea that you have nurtured and that you have cultivated and that you have chosen to pursue. One of the things that, again, that I sincerely love about writing is the fact that the talent is mine. I don't have to clear it with anybody. I don't have to make excuses for anybody. I don't have to atone, as it were, for my creativity through the lens and approval of other people. I don't have to do that, and neither do you. The one thing I want you to remember on this week is you have every right to aim your pen where you need to. You have every right to fill your pen with your own ideas, your own thoughts, and steam power through anything that, that lie in front of you as it relates to the direction of that thought. You have the right. You have the right to do that. And let no one take your right to create from you and call it support. Because if they support you, they will support all of you. 
Be mindful, dear ones. Be mindful, my dear oracles. Be mindful, my, my linguistic and verbal acrobats, that the talent is yours. You dictate it, not other people. 